Good morning. You all right? Nice to um, see so many people um, in this place this morning. The Bible says when two or three gather, he is, he is there, and he is very much here this morning. Um, yeah, if it's your first time, you've, you, you are most welcome. We'd love to connect with you. Um, I'm coming back to um, a passage this morning, which I spoke on a couple of years ago, and I was stood here, and I was facing a camera there, and there was no one in this place. And, um, you know, Sarah was there with a the camera saying, move right, move left, you're not in the right picture, get on with it. <laughs> we had a few arguments, that was... <laughs> um, do it again, Dan. No. <laughs> um, but like to see where we've come from, from two years ago, um, and to see this place full is it's incredible, and it's quite emotional. And I want to come back to this passage in Joshua three, holding on to this word that I gave. Um, and just reflecting over it, I've got deeper and stronger conviction um, that what God has brought us through, um, situations that seem impossible, um, he will continue to bring us through it. Um, because with him, all things are possible. So like the church is only able to stand through a pandemic because he is there. We are able to come through a crisis because he is there. It's, it's only with him where miracles happen. It's only with him where true transformation happens. It's not about how we get through difficult situations. It's all about who is with us through the difficult situations. And I'm very much aware that what we're heading into is another crisis. But I hold on to the truth and I hold on to the promise that God will bring us through. Because without God, I have got nothing else. I really have got nothing else. It's only knowing who is with me that helps me get through stuff. Honestly, there's been so many times over the past couple of years when I felt, this is just nonsense. Like, I, I, how do you even process stuff like this? How do you get through stuff like this? And it's like, Dan, it's not about the how. Just, just stay with me. God is just saying, oh, just stay with me through this. I've got you. I'm holding on to you. The promise still stands over your life. I will be with you, and I will never leave you or forsake you. So you can be strong in the Lord. You can be strong and courageous, for he will be with us wherever we go. And whatever you're going through, I understand that as, as collectively all together, we're facing a crisis through the nation with the cost of living. But I also understand that each one of us are holding on to something personally. We're going through difficult situations ourselves. But I want to encourage you this morning with words of comfort, with challenging words as well, knowing that it's okay. It's not about a how, but it's all about who is with us. And I want you to know that God is very much with you today. He will bring us through the places that seem impossible to cross 
because with him all things are possible. See, this word how can weigh us down a little bit, can't it? It can make us feel a little bit weighted and, you know, we can crawl up in a ball somewhere in, in our home and um, fear can take a hold of our lives. Um, but it's all about who is with us. And God says this command over, over Joshua, um, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I believe that as we hold on to this truth, that God is with us wherever we go, we still today will see God do amazing things among us. I believe he will do amazing things among us um, as we go into this, into this season. Joshua is um, Moses' successor. And just like Moses led the Israelites across the Red Sea through dry ground, we see in the passage of Joshua 3 that Joshua leads the Israelites ac across the Jordan River on dry ground. The Israelites have been in the wilderness for 40 years. There's a generation gone, and um, they're about to come into the land, the promised land, uh, the land of rest. And, uh, but before they reach the land of Canaan, um, the Jordan River is in their way. Joshua 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites will carry in it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so, that, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to, said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people brought camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest, yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jer Jericho. The priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by unto the whole nation and had completed the crossing on dry ground. 
Lord Jesus, come and speak to us today. We are here for you. Thank you that your word is living, that your word is active, that your word is transforming. And our hearts are open to you this morning in your mighty name. Amen. I wonder what our Jordan is today. I wonder what the Jordan looks like. What is it that can make you take a step back rather than taking a step forward into the places where God has called us to be or the things that called us to do? The, see, the rise of the mortgage rate, the rise of energy bills, the cost of living can make us a step back maybe from our giving to God. The difficult relationships we are having with friends and loved ones, with loved ones can take, make us take a step back from believing God is with us through it the way people treat me, when one bad thing happens after the other, when life just seems unfair, it can re really be hard to face the Jordan and to believe that there is goodness at the other side and goodness even through it. And I want to just share a few thoughts this morning on how we can step into the promise that, that God says, I will be with you um, in this time. I want you to really understand and grasp uh, how powerfully God is, how God is with us through through this season. And um, if God says that he will be with us where wherever we go, then we need to be ready for God to work in us and through us wherever we go. We need to be ready for God to move amongst us. Are you ready? Are you ready? Um, we need to be ready to cross places that we think are uncrossable. We need to be ready to go through places that are beyond our imagination. Be ready to face the unexpected. Be ready for God's ways to be used in us and through us. And we can by, be ready by um, focusing on this first command that, that Joshua gives to the Israelites in Joshua 3 verse 5. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourself. See, this word consecrate is the Hebrew word kodash, which means to be holy, set apart, sanctified. And in this time, the Israelites knew what that meant, to be consecrated. See, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus 11, God gives the Israelites rules to avoid touching unclean things like dead, dead unclean animals. They need to keep themselves clean from contamination with, with what they have been in contact with. They have to prepare themselves physically by being clean, keeping all the commands that have been given so that they were totally right with God. And, and so if we are to see God do amazing things among us, then we've got to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. We've got to be obedient to his commands. We've got to consecrate ourselves. We've got to listen and act on the words he teaches us. And we've got to allow the Spirit of God to come and transform our hearts, to come and clean our hearts. You know, David says in Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. You know, there's times, time and time again, I've got to renew a right spirit within me because I'm, I'm just thinking things that are just sinful. Like I'm thinking, where does that come from? But I'm like, God, create in me a clean heart. We've got to consecrate ourselves. And it's living the obedient life of what he calls us to do, deciding to not fall into the temptations of life. See, Matthew 26, 41, Jesus says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. See, it's deciding to have the right people around you. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Apostle Paul says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. It's choosing to build others, others up rather than bringing 
others down. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. Choosing to love people. God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Showing grace to one another. Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Be set apart. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's choosing to live out these scriptures that are for us. We've got to consecrate ourselves. And it's searching and growing closer to Jesus through his word, through praise, through worship, through our actions and, beh- and behavior, through having a pure heart is when we will see him move. Matthew 5, 8, Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the pure in heart means that like, you're not perfect. You know, it doesn't mean that we're, we're living a perfect life. We definitely don't live a perfect life. But it's coming to God just as we are and saying, God, I've fallen in this area. Come and clean my heart again. Help me overcome this addiction that I'm going through. I'm struggling. I need help. Creating me a clean heart. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. See, being consecrated is just simply trying to be more like Jesus. Because he is perfect in every way. And as we're choosing to be more like him, we are showing that we are ready for his great power, for his great wonders, for miracles to work within us and through us. We need to work hard at giving our all for him. And this means working hard and not allowing anything to come in between us that will, that will um, enable us to drift ourselves from him. And, you know, the, the things that we get wrong, the Bible says, is sin. And that can put a hindrance between, between us and God. And, and God, you know, it's, it's, God will struggle to do amazing things in us and through us if we're holding on to sin in our life. We've got to consecrate ourselves. We've got to confront the sin in our life. And the truth is we don't have a God who is distant. We have a God who is near. However, it's our actions, our behavior, our attitude at times that can draw us away from him. See, we've got to be ready. What could God do in our lives if we decide to give our all for him, to spend each day soaking in his word, to spend time in, in, in listening to his voice, to be loving everything that we do, to live holy lives? See, what sin in your life needs addressing? What needs confronting? What needs cutting out? What areas do we need helping? God says, be holy because I am holy. And if we are to be holy, then we need to confront, confront the wrong in our life. Con- consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. See, being a follower of Jesus is not a side-on to what everything else is going on in our life. Being a follower of Jesus means to be ready to be used by God in everything that we do. So let's be ready by showing sacrifice. Is there something that we need to give up for the Lord? Let's be ready by showing surrender. Are you willing to follow Jesus across the Jordan? Let's be ready through our generosity in serving, in giving financially, in demonstrating kindness. See, Romans 12, 1, Paul says... Uh, We are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Jesus has called us to be in the world, but not become of the world. And it's knowing that we're not on our own, but that we belong to the one who has made us, who has created us. And so we are to live and be ready for what he will do among us. Sometimes we can easily forget about the preparation. We can say, yeah, God's got it. It's fine. 
it's in God's hands, that's all right. We've got to be ready for God to move among us. We've got to be expectant for God to still today do his wonders in our lives. We've got to consecrate ourselves before the Lord to see God move in what seems impossible for us. So whatever looks impossible in your situation in this season ahead of you, I encourage you, consecrate yourself. Be ready. Soak in his word. Do what he says. Because the Lord today will still do amazing things among you. We've got to be ready for God to work. It's a challenging point. It's a difficult thing because we're surrounded by, by what that world offers. And it's, it's easy to go into that kind of stuff, that what we see, what is, what is so tempting to get involved with. But these things will pass. They will go. The truth remains, I will be with you always. Even to the very end of the age. Those were his last words before he left his disciples. Before he ascended into heaven, Jesus says, and surely I will be with you always. And that truth, that promise remains for us today. And he wants to work powerfully amongst us today as the church. And we've got to be ready for him to move in us and through us. And once we consecrate ourselves, we then begin to see that God is way ahead of us. We begin to see that God has already gone before us. Joshua 3, verse 11. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. The presence of God has already gone before you. Yes, he is with, with you, but he's also way ahead of you. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We've got to consecrate ourselves to be able to see him. If we don't consecrate ourselves, we'll struggle to see him. But see that the Lord is way ahead of you. So you just think of some of the conversations that would be happening among the Israelites before the crossing. They were camped by the river for three days before crossing. Three days of people to trying to think of ways, how are we going to get across this, this river? I'd be like, let's try and get better wood. Let's make a bridge. Lots of conversations will be happening. See, there were, but there was no military operation being put in place to cross the Jordan. It wasn't the strongest members of the army who led the way. Joshua knew that this was a spiritual battle, knowing that God is the one that leads the way. Knowing that God is the one that is already ahead of everything else. God is the one that is before us. And all we're called to do, follow. All we're called to do is follow. And I want to encourage you this morning that following him is the right way to go. He will lead us into new places. He will lead us into new territory. Yes, it will look scary. Yes, it will be unknown. Yes, we will be afraid at times. But he is with us. And keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus is the right way to go. And it's keeping our eyes on him. It's when we will see amazing things being done in us and through us. It's when we will see miracles happen. It is when we will see transformation happen. It's when we will see uh, when we think there is no way where God provides a way through. God will move in the unexpected times, but we've got to be ready. We've got to consecrate ourselves and knowing that he is the one that has gone ahead of us and knowing that he has got a plan, that he is in control and it's all about his purpose. It's all about his kingdom. May his kingdom come and may his will be done here in Derby, here in our city, here in our communities, here in our nation and here in our world. So if that is, we pray it, your kingdom come, then we can't just say, God, let your kingdom come and just go around life thinking everything's 
like Dandy, we've got to consecrate ourselves, be ready for his kingdom to come. Because we are part of his kingdom, aren't we? We are his people, aren't we? And don't we have a role to play in all of this? Don't we have, don't we have a purpose? We are the church. This is, not, this is not what it's all about here every Sunday. Yeah, it's all nice and we worship God and, and it's powerful and I love it and God moves amongst us and he wants to do something in this place and he wants to heal you, he wants to transform you, but he also wants us to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the mission. We cannot let go of the mission. Let's go and be the church. The Lord himself goes before you. And he will be with you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. He has gone before us. And Jesus has gone before us, standing in the gap of chaos. He stood in the gap of pain. He stood in the gap of what looked like a defeat. He stood in the gap of impossibility to make all things possible. See, we've done wrong. We've fallen short of the glory of God. We've sinned. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. We should be swept away in the Jordan River. This was a great problem that we had. But Jesus came to be our breakthrough. And we can cross through the rivers of impossibility by looking at what Jesus has done for us. Jesus is our way to God the Father. Jesus is our way to eternity. We had a great problem, sin. And Jesus came to be our breakthrough. And there is great blessing. So I want you to know today that some of our greatest problems can lead us through our greatest breakthroughs and result in our greatest blessing. Some of your greatest problems right now will lead you into some of your greatest breakthroughs and result in the greatest blessing. Because our greatest problem was sin, and it's still a big problem in our lives today. But Jesus has come to be our breakthrough. And that's when we've got to consecrate ourselves and come to him and say, God, I'm sorry, I need help. Help me. I need to get this out of my life. I need to get over this addiction. I need to get over this problem. And as we come and say, create in me a clean heart of God, renew a right spirit within me, Blessing comes. Blessing comes. Some of our greatest problems leads us through our greatest breakthroughs and results in our greatest blessing. Jesus has stood in the gap of impossibility, being put to death on the cross when the disciples and all of his followers ran away, thinking it's all over, thinking it's all done. And Jesus said it is finished. What did he mean? It is finished. He took it all on himself. Sin is all on me. Your brokenness is all on me. You don't need to be afraid because it's all on me. I've stood in the gap for you. It is finished. And you can come to me and find forgiveness. And find the way to God the Father. It's only through me. And I say to you today, don't look at the Jordan, look at Jesus. Don't look at the problem, look at Jesus. Don't look at the impossibility, look at Jesus. Because he has gone before you and he's stood in the gap for you.
see Jesus and know things, know that all things are possible with him. So I encourage you today, be ready for God to work among you. See that the Lord is already ahead of you. Finally, believe he will make a way for you. If God is with us wherever we go, then we need to move in faith that he will make a way when there seems no way. As soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. The Araba, the salt sea, was completely cut off. The priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Believe that he will make a way when there seems no way. And it's our faith which is shown through our actions. It's your faith in God is demonstrated by the steps that you make in life. Even if you think, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this, I remind you that it's not about the how, but it's all about our faith in who is with us that will enable us to move for him. See, when we move, God moves. When we move, God moves. And we might be fed up because we're not seeing God do anything. But maybe God's saying to us, well, I need you to move first. You know, I need, you to, I need you to do something for me first. I need you to move. How, how much trust do you have in me? How much faith do you have in me? When you move, I'll move. And we've got to move in faith, take steps of faith that God will bring us through. He moves for us. And the Bible says as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. So as we move in steps of faith, he will he will move his wonders and miracles happen through it. What's your prayer life like? Are you praying with great faith? When we move, God moves. What was it that split the Red Sea? It was the action of Moses raising his staff and stretching out his hand over the sea for God to move. In this passage of Joshua 3, it was the priest who began to walk in the water with the Ark of the, with the, Ark of the Covenant. See, our move of faith can be the catalyst of God's wonders. Our move of faith can be the catalyst of God's wonders. God will make a way in your life, even when there seems no way. And as previously mentioned, we see that Jesus has made a way for us through the cross. It's our decision to choose to receive him in our lives and believe that he will make a way for us through the waters, through the fires of life. And maybe some of us today have great faith. Yeah, Dan, no problem. I can do that. Can, straight, can step straight into the waters. No problem. Or maybe you're a bit unsure. You're at the front heading into the difficult walls of life, you're tiptoeing and thinking, I'm not too sure, but I'll give it a go. That is also great faith. When you're at the point of, well, there's no other option, I've got nothing else left. That's also great faith, just go in for it. See, Jesus says, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And as the priest's feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Believe that he will make a way. See, no word from God will ever fail. Nothing is impossible with God. And how can we cross through the places that seem impossible? We've got to step into this promise. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you, wherever you go. So be ready for God to work among you. 
consecrate yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. See that God is way ahead of you. The ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. And believe that he will make a way for you. As soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and the feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. See that the Lord is way ahead of you and believe that he will make a way for you. I come back to this word today and I hold on to that word because of what he has brought us through over the past two years. And I still believe he will bring us through this next season. And I still believe that God's miracles, God's power, God's wonders are alive today. And if I'm going to be able to see them, I know for me personally, I'm preaching to myself this morning, I've got to consecrate myself daily in his word, in prayer, in my actions, the way I talk to people, in my behavior, how I respond. I've got to consecrate myself. I've got to I've got to say to God every single day, create in me a clean heart, oh God, renew a right spirit within me. I've got to. Because if I don't, I'm, my, my, my spirit is getting weighty. My spirit is getting heavy. My spirit is being corrupted. I've got to come to him every single day of my life. I've got to know wholeheartedly that it's about relationship with him. Without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else. I should be swept away in the Jordan River. But it's the grace of God that is covering our lives, which makes us have a relationship with him today and helps us do life today and gives us hope today. So I I just want to pray for you guys this morning and I'm going to ask the worship team to come come and play this song and there might be a few of us this morning that are struggling to see the other side struggling to see goodness in this time but God is good all the time God is good all the time And I believe we will see the goodness of God in the land that we are in. I believe the goodness of God still remains for our lives today. And maybe some of us this morning need to consecrate ourselves. I think we all actually need to consecrate ourselves. It doesn't matter whereabouts you are in life, we all need to do it. And as we do this, we will see God do amazing things among us. You will see God do something that is way unexpected. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. The promises of God stand over your life today. And as you consecrate yourself, you will be able to see God more. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You will see him more in your life. And you can believe today that he will make a way for you when there seems no way. And so I say right now, Heavenly Father, come and 
reveal yourself to us right now. I ask for the Spirit of God to fall on your people. I ask for the Spirit of God to fall on your people right now. We are here for you, Lord. And we say, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Forgive us, Lord, for the wrong in our life. Help us overcome. Help us cut it out of our life, Lord. Help us to not fall into the temptations of life, but to keep our heart fixed on you so that we can see you in our life, Lord, so that we can see that you have gone before us. And we hold on to the faith. We we believe that, God, you will make a way when there seems no way. We wait on you in this moment. Spirit of God, fall in this place. I invite you here, Lord. You are here, moving in this place. And we worship you right now, Lord Jesus.